is an audio platform created to educate, inform, and empower women to take charge of their physical and mental health. Join Shalana Battle and her occasional guests as they discuss many issues and health topics that concern women. While many health tips and advice will be discussed on this platform by licensed professionals, it should not take the place of seeking help from your own physician or therapist. If you feel that you need professional advice or medical assistance, do not hesitate to contact your provider. Now, let's get to the show. Happy New Year, sis, and welcome to another episode of The Eavesdrop. Listen, it is 2022. 2021 wrapped up so fast. And we are sitting in a whole new year. And this is season four, already season four, episode 49 of The Eavesdrop. Man, I really missed you all. I hope that you all had a beautiful holiday season. And I hope that your new year is starting out in a positive light. Listen, I truly enjoyed my break, even though it was what I called a working hiatus because during the break, I did do a lot of work for the podcast, but I had some time to catch up on a lot of rest. I really took time to just vacation as well as work. And whenever I go on a vacation or I take a break from something, I find it so hard to get the wheels back rolling, which is probably the main reason the season kind of kicked off a little later than it was planned i actually planned to post this episode last week but i was just so busy relaxing (laughs) that um it just got put off to this week but i could not stay away any longer i missed you all and i hope you are ready for a new and improved eavesdrop there is a lot in store for this season. I have some awesome show topics selected for you. There will be some new guests who will be gracing us with their expertise on the show for the first time, as well as some of your favorites who will be returning this season. So I am just excited to share with you what I've been working on. Oh, and guess what? The eavesdrop, I don't know how I could forget that, but. The Eavesdrop has an online boutique on the horizon that is set to launch in March, and I'm very excited about that. So definitely stay tuned for more information. Now, did anyone make any New Year's resolutions? If you did, how's it going so far? Are you staying the course or have you fallen off the bandwagon? How is it going for you? Um, If you have fallen off the bandwagon, I just want to encourage you to get back on it, get back up, dust yourself off, and keep it going. Accomplish that goal that you set out. Be successful at what it is you have set out for yourself. Someone asked me if I made any New Year's resolutions, and at that time, I really hadn't made any, and I still haven't. For some reason this year, um, I wasn't really led to make any resolutions outside of, you know, the podcast prospering and everything. But as far as like personal resolutions, I really didn't make any. Um, But one day I was listening to Praise God by Kanye West. And this song is on his newest album. It's called Donda. By the way, that album is awesome if anybody out there is still a Kanye West fan (laughs) 
definitely check out Donda. You would definitely enjoy it. But anyway, Praise God is one of my favorite songs on the album. And in the beginning of the song, there's a poet by the name of Gwendolyn Brooks. She is heard reciting a stanza of her poem called Speech to the Young, Speech to the Progress Towards. That's the whole name of the poem. And it reads, and I'm going to try my best to impersonate her, so bear with me. That she wrote, speech to the young, speech to the progress toward. Say to them, say to the downkeepers, the sun slappers, the self soilers, the harmony hushers. Even if you are not ready for the day, it cannot always be night. And then after that, the beat drops. (laughs) Well, I probably have listened to this song a thousand times because for one, it is my favorite song on the album. And secondly, the beat is sick. I mean, the beat is awesome and it will definitely get you going, especially if you're exercising. But one day while I was exercising and listening to the song, I kept replaying the poem, that part over and over again, because I wanted to figure out what the last sentence of that stanza meant. So I kept playing the the poem over and over again. I wouldn't let the beat drop, just kept playing the poem. And the last stanza, it, it just says, even if you are not ready for the day, it cannot always be night. And so what does that mean? And I asked a couple people what it meant and everyone had different um, interpretations of it. And I think that is the beauty of poetry. You can really just take one stanza and everybody interprets it differently for me it meant that change is inevitable and change will occur whether we are ready or not because it is definitely the only constant in life like we can depend on one thing in life that change will occur so we have to embrace it because change is important for personal growth and it is important for progress For instance, if you remain complacent in a situation where you know you are not living up to your full potential, you may get in the way of your own progress. This quote to me also means that time doesn't wait on anyone. Sometimes we may get in our own way of our progress because of procrastination or just going to be frank, pure laziness. And this may be disguised as, oh, I'm waiting for the right time or I'm waiting for the right resources. Sometimes we have to just get up and act out on faith and trust that everything will fall into place because time really doesn't wait on anyone. It is going to move. Change is going to happen. It will not always be night. The sun will come out at some point. And um, if COVID hasn't taught us anything, we should know that every day is also not promised. So needless to say, I didn't come up with any personal resolutions this year, but this quote and my personal interpretation of it will definitely stay with me as I go through this year. So let's get to today's topic. As promised during a previous episode, I have invited an awesome guest to the show. Her name is Leonie Charles, and she is the owner of Lovely for Life Med Spa. And so when I say the word med spa, you probably already know what we're going to be talking about. (laughs) 
She is here to help us break down the world of aesthetic medicine. I hope you all are ready for this conversation. I know I am. So without further ado, here is the conversation. Hi, Leonie. Happy New Year and welcome to the eavesdrop. Happy New Year. Thank you for having me. Yes, we are back from our hiatus and I'm so excited that you are here to discuss the world of aesthetics with us. I chose this topic because when it comes to aesthetics, I don't think many women are knowledgeable about it. Um, Some of us who are knowledgeable may be apprehensive to dive into aesthetics, or some women may just have unanswered questions about it. So I wanted to have this conversation with you in hopes to provide clarity and to help inform women of the services that are available to them. And I I couldn't think of anybody more knowledgeable than yourself because <laughs> you've just done so much you've opened up your own business you got everything going for yourself and you're really passionate about this topic so I am just grateful to have you here but before we go into the world of aesthetics please tell everyone a little bit about yourself thank you so much Dr. Shalano for having me I'm very appreciative of it So my name is Leonie Charles. I am a board certified family nurse practitioner for 10 years. And then I've been in the medical field for 17 years. I actually started out my career in high school. So I always wanted, you know, to become a nurse and to care for others. So when I was in high school, I attended Lake Worth High and I attended the medical magnet. So I got my degree in first responder when I graduated high school. While in high school, I got my CNA license while I was a senior. So I started, you know, you know, working in the hospital as a CNA while I was trying to obtain my nursing license. So I've been doing this probably more than 17 years. So basically, I got my bachelor's degree in 2008 from FIU. And then 2011, I got my master's degree from Florida International University. So um, working in the medical field has been my passion. So I've worked everywhere you could think of. I've done women's health, medical surgical. As a nurse practitioner uh, for 10 years, I've worked in doctor's offices. I did home care, assisted living facilities, nursing home, And also for a year and a half, I was an adjunct professor at Florida Career College teaching nursing school. So I taught, you know, women's health, you know, classes and med surge and pharmacology. So now, um, 10 years later from being a nurse practitioner, my dream has been to become a full-time entrepreneur. So finally, my dream came true back in 2000, actually during the pandemic, because that's when I quit my job. So when the pandemic hit, That's when I quit my job and I decided to open Lovely for Life. You know, I'm the owner and the founder of Lovely for Life. So I decided to open my own med spa health wellness clinic. So um, at Lovely for Life, we provide health services, which is anything that has to do with health, like work physicals, school physicals, pap smears, you know, women's health. So we do all of that. And then wellness services, we do medical weight loss, 
IV vitamin drips, especially now during COVID, you know, everybody needs a drip to boost their immune system. We do COVID testing, um, Pfizer, Moderna, and J&J vaccinations. And then aesthetic services, we do Botox, fillers, chemical peels, microneedling, PRP for hair loss, and hydrofacials. And the good news is I'm actually completing my certification in DERM as a nurse practitioner by the end of January 2022. So next month, I'm going to be adding dermatological services to the practice to treat any skin conditions, any skin condition you could think of, eczema, acne, hyperpigmentation, psoriasis, you name it, we're going to be doing it. So I'm really happy to be here to share my knowledge and the services that we have uh, provided with you today, Shalana. That is amazing, girl. When I grow up, I want to be just like you. (laughs) So as you mentioned, you are very well-rounded in the world of nursing. What attracted you to aesthetics? You know, as a young child, I had terrible skin. I suffered from eczema. I suffered from acne and Coming from, you know, the Caribbean, my parents, you know, didn't really know, you know, you know what to do with acne and stuff like that. So I really suffered. And then when you have acne, the best thing to do is to try to treat it early and fast, because if you don't, then you're going to have scars. So I ended up having acne scars in my face. So that's the reason why I chose the route of the dermatology, you know, because sometimes I'd be going to the store and I see these kids with acne. I'm like, hey, listen, you know, why don't you bring them to my clinic or why don't you buy this for them, this set of fill acne facial foam and just, you know, wash your face with it. Because the thing with acne is just, you know, try to prevent the permanent scarring, you know, um, when you do get acne. And then plus I had eczema and I tried everything to try to treat it. So it's good to be knowledgeable, you know what I mean, about the stuff that you suffered from. And then you have a passion to treat others with it and to educate others, you know, with the same situation. Mm, I definitely admire your passion for skincare because we definitely need providers out there like that because as women we are very concerned about our skin and I think it is an overall part of our health that's kind of overlooked but our skin is very important I'm glad you take a passion in that before we talk about aesthetics and the type of services that you provide at your practice can you share with us what is aesthetics well aesthetics can mean so many different things, but in my world of med spa, aesthetics, if you look in a dictionary, it's probably going to say the theory of beauty. So anything that can make a person look and feel good about themselves, that's pretty much aesthetics. So aesthetics can be something natural. You know, you go and put makeup in your face or you just do a facial to make yourself look, you know, beautiful and to satisfy your need. Or you could go and have like a chemical peel or Botox, you know, to make yourself look better and younger. So that's what, you know, aesthetics is. Anything that can intensify your beauty, you could either do it naturally or artificially from my point of view. And who do you think should consider aesthetics? You know, is there a certain population of people, a population of women with certain skin conditions, like who should consider aesthetics? Well, aesthetics, like I said, anybody, you could start as a younger age, you know, like a teenager can start, you know, they have acne or when they go to the day spa and they do facials, that's aesthetic because they're intensifying their look, you know, to look prettier and, you know, to look beautiful. So anybody can start, you know, any of the aesthetic uh, procedures at any age. 
you have older women and men, you know, that can do aesthetics, you know, let's say they have fine lines and wrinkles, then they can do Botox and fillers. And then aesthetics is not limited to only women. I've treated men a lot of times and there's a lot of men who's passionate about their looks also. So aesthetics can be for both men and women and teenagers. You know, you could start as young as 15 and 13 years. And as far as for the services for aesthetics, does insurance cover at all for any of the services? Most of the services for aesthetics, the only thing that, you know, insurance is covered is let's say you wanted to do Botox for um, excessive sweating. We do Botox, you know, under your armpits for sweating or for migraines. But then you would have to see a specialist, like for myself, like let's say I have a med spa, you know, the insurance is not going to pay me, but they would pay a neurologist if you have migraines and then they charge to bill for migraines. So they will pay for that. But most of the aesthetic stuff, their beauty, you know, the stuff to, to, and to enhance your look and to make you look beautiful. So insurances usually don't cover those. And then most of the costs, I mean, they're not that bad. Some of the prices are pretty decent. You just have to shop around and make sure when you shop around, you find, you do your research and you find the person that has the expertise. Just because something is cheap doesn't mean it's good for you. Yes, that's, that is very true. <laughs> um, <laughs> now... Yes. And so I wanted to go into some of the myths of aesthetics. You, you addressed one. When we think about aesthetics, we always think about that the services are just for women and men can also um, receive aesthetics as well, too. So that is one myth that I think you already addressed. Um, but what are some that you have come across that you want to bring truth to? Um, people don't understand what's the difference between Botox and dermal fillers. Some people ask me, is Botox and fillers, are they the same? I'm like, no, 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 they're two different things. So what are they? So Botox is like a neurotoxin. So it's something where um, you inject into muscles, you know, movement on your face. And what it does is temporarily freezes or temporarily immobilize that muscle. You know, for example, your forehead muscles, um, you know, when you squint, there's muscles. And then when you frown, there's a big muscle that's on top of your nose. So that, that's what the Botox does. So Botox helps with wrinkles. It prevents the scans from wrinkling. And then it helps with fine lines and facial expressions. But dermal fillers is something that replaces the volume loss on your face. For example, let's say, you know, your cheeks are dampling inside. Like some people have nice puffy cheeks, but some people, they lose the volume over time. Usually most of this stuff, like let's say you want to start Botox and fillers. Some people say you could start as early as 28, you know, 30 years old, because once you reach 30 years old, that's when you start to lose the collagen that's in your face. And then that's when you start to lose the elasticity and the firmness. So the dermal fillers, that's when, you know, that comes along. So it helps to augment any thin areas that you have, like around your cheeks, your lips, so that's one of the myths, you know, between Botox and fillers. Botox is temporarily, it lasts about three months. Fillers, you know, you plumped up your face, you add some volume to it. It can last you at least eight months to 12 months. So that's the difference between those two. Some of the, the myths that I've, I've heard is that aesthetics is dangerous or unhealthy. Have you heard these type of myths and how would you address this? Well, it all, it all depends on, you know, which aesthetics are you talking about? Because there's so many different mm -hmm. um, procedures that you can do. 
Botox, for example, is a newer toxin. So I don't know if um, anybody that knows botulism. So that's a toxin. So anytime you have Botox, they're infusing that, you know, into your muscles, right? You know, to try to freeze the muscle. But there's different type of Botox that doesn't have that toxin. But like the fillers are made out of natural substances that's underneath your skin. So that's natural. But chemical peels is another one that some people might think, oh my gosh, chemical peels, I'm burning my face. Chemical peels are actually safe. You know, you just have to do your research to find the person that actually knows about chemical peels because, at, you know, at the end of the day, chemical peels can hurt you or it can make you, right? So you just have to know which aesthetic services that you want to do. Every single aesthetic service that you choose has the risk and benefits and contraindications. And then when you do go to a med spa or cosmetics place, you know, it's good to do like a consultation to ask questions about what's the benefits of this and what's the contraindication of this. So then the doctor can properly educate you. So you could pick the best one. And then also too, you have to consider the skin types. There's six different skin colors that we have. You know, you know, we have the number one, which is the blonde hair and blue eyes. And then somebody who's very dark and dark brown, which is number six. So some of these services, not all of us can do the same services. And then when you do go to a provider, they should know which um, services matches with different skin types. I don't know if that answers your question. Mm -hmm. No, it does answer the question. So basically you're saying that there are some risks that are involved with these procedures, but you have to go to somebody who's knowledgeable in order to avoid yes. the side effects or the risks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I agree. I think that's the case with all types of medicine. <laughs> uh, do your research and then make sure you ask questions. And then sometimes look at the reviews look at before and after pictures. I have another myth that I wanted to share. There's a lot of med spas. I don't know if you noticed in the past two, three years, it's like med spas are popping in every corner, right? But some of the med spas are offering the same treatments, but very cheap. So what mm -hmm. should you do? You know, like if you have a, two med spas and then one is offering Botox at $5 per unit, and then one of them is offering Botox at $10, and the other one is offering Botox at $15 per unit because I've seen that all the time. So what should you do? So um, so what I would recommend is do not pick a place, you know, because they're cheap. Because like I was saying before, you know what I mean? Something is cheap doesn't mean it's the best thing for you. Yeah, so there's, exactly. a thing that's saying, there's a saying that says buy cheap, buy twice, right? Because you mm -hmm. might buy something cheap and then you have to go back, find somebody else who fixed the mistake that they're doing, right? Right. Like I was saying before, look for experience, look at the expertise, do your research and stuff to see which med spa um, should I go to. Some of the med spas, that's good prices, which is good because, you know, sometimes um, we have specials and discounts. Like if you're a new client, you might get a coupon or something. So, you know, which is good too, you know, like if they're having specials and stuff. But if you see a med spa that's super, super cheap, like one third of the price of different med spas, then, you know, why is it so cheap, right? And sometimes too, some med spas could get products from internationally and that's why it could be cheap. So you have to make sure everything, you know, they're using is FDA approved and then make sure that everything is safe. And if, you know, that's going to be safe on your face and your body. Mm -hmm. So just think it over, you know, based on price. Um, because the thing with beauty is beauty is very expensive. So if you decide that you want to start this aesthetic journey, you know what I mean? Some of the med spas have care credit where you could get a credit card and pay your, you know, your procedures over time with no interest. Um, just take the time, just do one procedure at a time. Don't go and 
flourish yourself and do Botox fillers and chemical peels and you know in one one consultation space it out because at the end of the day most of these procedures you cannot do some of them in the same day anyways because your face needs time to heal and then you can space them out right. between four to six weeks so you know what I mean just do one at a time and just do what's comfortable for you some of the facts about um so we went over the myths so some of the facts that you have to know some of these procedures, you cannot just do one procedure and then you think you're going to look flawless and beautiful. For example, since we've been talking about Botox, Botox usually lasts about three to four months. So after four months, you have to keep doing it. But the good thing with Botox, over time, you're not going to need as much because then the time is going to be spaced out. Instead of three to four months every time, it's going to be six months because your face is going to get used to it. Chemical peels, sometimes you have to do three of them just to get the max benefit, you know, results of it. PRP, you need three to six or microneedling, you need, you know, three to six, you know, treatments. So sometimes what I usually recommend is do different modalities or different treatments to try to enhance the look that you're looking for. Meaning, why don't you do microneedling with PRP and then you could do Botox when you do a chemical peel or you could do a um, hydrofacial and then come back and do a chemical peel. So it's good to mix match some of the services, you know, so you could get the best results because each of them we're going to go over in a few minutes. What's the benefits of different services? So then you could see, okay, well, I could pair this one with that one so you can get the max results for that. Um, going back to something you said a little earlier, you said that it's important for us as customers to look into who we're allowing to provide the services. Is there a special way that you would recommend we do our research? Well, most of the providers, you have nurse practitioners, PAs, or physicians, or estheticians who's doing these services. You know, most of the time, you know, if you go to their websites, you know, they have their about page. I mean, you could read up about them. You could see pictures, reviews. I'm a review person. Go see if they have any Google reviews and see what other people are saying about them. And then also to look at the before and after pictures, look and see if there's any bad complaints about them and then see what, you know, how long they've been doing it. And then most of the time when somebody has the training, most of this stuff that I know, I had to do special training for each and every single type of the services, you know, that I'm doing. So let's say you go to a med spa, most of the physicians or nurse practitioners, they have their certifications on the wall, you know, they're certified in Botox or certified in chemical peels. So it's good when you're doing your consultation, just ask questions. Hey, how long have you done this? Do you work on somebody who looks like me? Because you might go to a med spa and they've never worked on somebody who's a, a, a Fitzpatrick number five or six, right? You know, they only work with one through four. So you have to ask them, you know, have you worked with somebody that looks like me? Because at the end of the day, you know, um, somebody who looks like me goes to a med spa, you know, who, you know, who only sees one through four, which is skin color, you know, light, very light, or somebody who looks like, you know, Hispanic. And then your face is not the way that you want it. Then they come to somebody like me who specializes on African-American skin. So then I have to go back and, you know, try to fix the problem. So it's good to ask questions. That's how you're going to know. And then, you know, based on, you know, your skin type, just ask the doctor or nurse practitioner, you know, what experience they have. Do you have any before and after pictures? And look at the reviews, Facebook, Instagram, Google reviews. Yeah, because the internet is full of information. (laughs) Full of information. Okay, so 
Now for the fun part, let's break down some of the procedures that are common with aesthetics. So you mentioned microneedling. What is microneedling? Microneedling is like a pen that has 12 or more needles. It's known as the collagen induction. So what is so what it does? So it creates microchanneling in your face. It has a motor. So when you turn the pen on, like it literally vibrates. Um, you have to go up and down on the face to create tiny, tiny microchannels or holes in the face to generate new collagen and to um, to help the skin tissue to be more smooth and firm. Microneedling is best for somebody who has acne scars, like for myself, you know, like I was saying, that's one of the treatments that I usually do on myself. So microneedling is good for acne scars, is good for individuals who has large pores, you know, like open pores, and then it helps with wrinkles. So microneedling, you have to do at least three to six, you know, we usually say six treatments is the best, you know, to get the best results. And then when you're creating the channels, you know, like the little holes in your face, you have to put something in there, like some type of a serum or growth factor to help to heal and then to, to generate the new collagen. We usually do that with PRP, which is platelet-rich plasma, you know, which contains growth factors and proteins, and it helps to, with fine lines and wrinkles. It helps with the tone in your face. It helps with um, hyperpigmentation. So microneedling is one of those services that you definitely have to try. And then what about your different chemical pills? This is my favorite because at first I didn't know anything about chemical pills and you couldn't have paid me a million dollars to do a chemical pill because of the name of it. Chemical and that name just didn't sit right with me. (laughs) But then um, the person who does my facials Mm -hmm. talked me into doing one that was for sensitive skin. And so I did it once and then I ended up doing it two more times and now my skin has actually improved. It's flawless. It looks better than it did when I got an actual facial. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But I do know that there's different types. Um, Would you like care to go into all the different types? Well, what's a chemical peel? Chemical peel is painted in your face with a chemical, right? So um, it sounds kind of scary because, oh my gosh, I'm putting chemicals on my face. Yeah, you're actually putting a chemical that can burn you, that can actually hurt you. But some of the companies that create chemical peels, they use some solutions or products they use is not that bad. You know what I mean? So it's there to enhance your look. Um, Does chemical peels hurt? It depends. There's light chemical peels. When you use a light chemical peel, it kind of flakes, you know what I mean? So you don't get any peel. So when you're doing chemical peels, it's good to start, you know, with the light ones. And then you have the moderate one and you have the deep peels. The deep peels actually can really burn. But some of the companies that I use, um, there's different companies. There's one of them I use. It's pretty safe for all skin colors. And it's a medium death peel. And then that peel has something called phenol in there, which helps with to, to numb the face. Because let me tell you, this company has five chemical peels in there. It can have TCA, lactic acid, salicylic acid, glycolic acid, um, hydroquinone for, you know, like a skin bleaching. But they add the phenol in there so, you fa- so then you don't feel the intense burning in your face. So uh, to go over some of the chemical peels, you have the glycolic chemical peel. The glycolic chemical peel is safe for all skin types, so one through six. It helps to with fine lines and wrinkles, and this is very common. So that one is pretty safe. You have salicylic acid, so that's a peel for individuals who suffers from acne. So that one helps 
with oily skin and it helps to, to eliminate blackheads, the whiteheads, and it helps to reduce the, your pores. So that one helps with that too. Then you could have lactic acid. Lactic acid is good for all skin types. So just to go back with salicylic acid, most of the acids have different strength. You have 20%, 30%, 40%. So acid for a darker individual, so you would not use a higher strength. So you probably stay with 10 to 20% because then you don't want to burn them. So, um, but this glycolic and the lactic acid is pretty safe. You know, you know, the percentages are pretty safe. Lactic acid is pretty good because it's lactic acid, like lactose, it's made out of milk. And that one helps mm-hmm. with pigment. It lightens up your face a little bit. It reduces with um, age spots and pigment and it helps with wrinkles also, hyperpigmentation. Then you have the TCA, the TCA peels. Those are colorblind. Colorblind means that anybody can use it, any color and stuff like that. So those are good. It tightens um, your pores. It helps with acne, scars. But, you know, to minimize any of the fears of chemical peels, you know, like I kept saying before, you have to make sure the person has the expertise, you know, of doing the chemical peels. Because chemical peels, there's some peels that on day number three, your face is going to look like a snake. It's going to peel for like four mm-hmm. days. Yeah. And then when you're doing a chemical peel, <laughs> the number one thing you have to remember is you cannot be pulling the peels off. You have to let it fall naturally. And number two, you have to have sunscreen. You have to smother that sunscreen in your face because don't forget, you just did a chemical peel. Your face has no protection. Your face is peeling. The top layer is coming off. If you go out in that sun, that sun can actually damage your face. You have to make sure you put your sunscreen on. The company I use, you know, for my medium chemical peel, it comes with a kit. It has hydrocortisone and then it has the sunscreen. And I tell my clients, you need to put that sunscreen in your purse. I don't care yeah. where you, even if you're working at home, there's sunlight that comes through the windows. You're mm-hmm. driving to work, you need to put the sunscreen on and that's the best way to get the maximum results. So chemical peels are pretty fun. It takes about five to 10 minutes. But once you start peeling, the good thing now is with COVID, we're wearing the mask. So you could be looking terrible under the mask. <laughs> right. And, and no one know. even knows. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So why don't you go and get a chemical peel? <laughs> <laughs> but what would you recommend before the chemical peel to kind of help reduce irritation? That's not really you know irritation like i was saying it all depends on the type of peel and then is it a light peel light peel you don't feel them medium death peel some of the companies has the phenol in there so you don't you know feel the pain but but if you have very sensitive skin it doesn't matter if they put a numbing cream in there you're still gonna have some type of stinging and burning you know what i mean so what we usually do is you know it all depends on your skin type so there's ways that we usually prep the skin like some of the peels you have to prep the skin before, meaning that you have to come in. We can do like an enzyme facial, and then we can just, you know, start with the enzyme just to introduce your skin with, with chemicals and stuff like that. And then we usually let you go home with a cleanser, a good moisturizer, and a treatment, you know, a serum or peptide or, or salicylic acid. And then once your face is getting used to medical grade chemicals for at least two to four weeks, then you can come in and do a chemical peel because some of the chemical peels, you know, like vitamin A peels, you literally, like myself, I have to prep my skin. You know, there's no way I could do it, you know, based on my skin color, but I could have like a a Fitzpatrick one, blonde hair, blue eyes. They can do the vitamin A peel. 
But when we do something like that, you know, we have to layer it. Maybe the first visit, you know, we do two layers. The second visit, then we do three to four layers, right? So then you have to, you know, the way we do chemical peels, it's like different ways of doing it. It all depends on your skin type, your skin color, your sensitivity. Do you suffer from melasma? Do you suffer from acne? Do you have hyperpigmentation? You know, so based on the peel, you know, we have to prep the skin. And then some of the other peels, like the one I was talking about, the medium death one, that one was created by somebody who's like a Fitzpatrick number four and five. And then so they created it for all skin types where you don't have to worry about prepping the skin. All you have to do is make sure you wear your sunscreen so you don't damage your skin even more. So um, like I said, you have to go to somebody who knows actually, you know, mm. what they need to know about you yeah. know, peel because I've had patients half of the face is like dark because they went to somebody who doesn't know, you know, how to do the chemical peel properly. And then for African-Americans, Latinos and Asians, cause we're considered skin of color. Anytime you do any type of procedure on your face you have to have like something called a tyrosinase inhibitor. So which is something that will prevent the melanocytes, the color, you know, like the melanin and you know, the pigment in your skin to release itself. Cause like being, you know, the skin of color, what happens every time you hurt yourself? Let's say you have a cut. So, you know, the next day it turns black, right? Because your skin mm -hmm. doesn't know what's going on. Anytime you have any cut injury or anything that's going on in your skin, automatically you, your body just releases color. It, it releases, you know, melanin. And then that's why it turns black. So can you imagine if you don't a chemical peel or hydrofacial, whatever it is, you have to take something that will block the release of melanin. And that's what happened to one of my patients because they did something to her face, half of her face turned black because the face didn't know what was going on. It released the color, right? So now you have to use something like hydroquinone, a bleaching cream to try to brighten up the area or, you know, or vitamin C, you know, which is like a bleaching stuff that you could use. So there's certain stuff that I usually give to my clients after we do like a, you know, like a big procedure on the face to prevent the post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. Because being a skin of color, you do something to your face, your body, guess what happened? It turns black, right? So mm, yeah. that's what happened to that. So you have to go to somebody who's really knowledgeable. And there's different types of tyrosinase, you know, inhibitors that blocks the melanin, you know, release, you know, in your body, you know, so, you know, that you have to use every single day. Like some people have black spots on their face, but they don't know what to do, right? A simple vitamin C serum every single morning will help. Retin-A or um, tretinoid at night will help. It will help with wrinkles. It will help with pigment. It will help with texture. It's the fountain of youth, you know, retin-A or tretinoids, you know, just to put on at nighttime just once a day. You start from when you're 20, 25, and you mm -hmm. take it until you die because you're going to have beautiful skin. Yes. That's so, probably another talk that we probably have to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going to come back because aesthetic is an umbrella term for so many different things. And then you're getting your certification in dermatology. So, yes, we're going to have to have you come back. Yeah. Exactly. So we, we're definitely going to have a talk about that. So everybody stay tuned. But what uh, other procedures uh, would you like to discuss? The hydrofacial mm -hmm. is a good one. I don't know if you've seen like the hydropen. It's like a mm -hmm. hydrofacial provides hydration, 
deep exfoliation, cleansing. I love doing the hydrofacial with the pen because it's like a, a vortex, you know, it sucks everything out. Like the fluid goes, you know, through the tip and it just sucks everything out of your face, the hydrofacial. And then when you do a deep cleanse, you can infuse anything that you want to infuse and it goes down into the skin, you know, to give you maximum results. Like you could put peptides and serums and vitamin C, hyaluronic acid, different things you can infuse after you do a hydrofacial. I also do the PRP, which I've said previously, platelet-rich plasma. PRP is something where we have a machine where we draw your blood, we spend the blood. Have you heard of liquid gold? So that's the PRP. So we take the liquid gold part of it, we infuse it on your face. That's another name for a vampire facial, or we infuse it in your hair. Let's say you have some the edges are falling off or you have some hair loss, you have a bald spot, we can you know, inject the PRP back into your hair to, you know, for hair, hair growth. Other services I provide is the Botox, you know, which we mentioned, the fillers and, and different types of facials. The facials that I do, do not regular the facials. I actually use like a LED light based on what, you know, what you're doing the facial for. We use the blue light for acne, the red light for anti-aging, the yellow light for melasma. So we do that. And then we have different masks, you know, to try to exfoliate your face. So if you want to know, you know, what I do, just visit my website because I do so many things. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then um, another conversational piece that I have with women a lot is vaginal rejuvenation. And can you expound on the types of vaginal rejuvenation procedures? For vaginal rejuvenation, there's different things you can do. I just mentioned the PRP, platelet-rich plasma. With the PRP, there's something called the O-shot. The O means, you know, for women. There's P-shot for male, O-shot for women. That actually where you inject the PRP straight into the clitoris, which will help the woman enhance their sexual orgasms. It helps with urinary incontinence. It helps with vaginal dryness. And, and then overall, it just helps. It stimulates sexual, you know, like if you suffer from sexual dysfunction. So it's, you know, you're actually injecting the PRP because don't forget the PRP, like I mentioned, it's a um, growth factors and proteins, right? So what happened when you inject growth factors, you know, into an organ, so it's going to intensify it. So if you're having urinary incontinence, it's going to help the muscles, you know, so then you don't experience the stress incontinence and stuff like that in the dryness. So O-shot is one thing that you could do with PRP. The next one you could do is there's different vaginal rejuvenation machines that they're selling, like, for example... The Ultrafem 360, the Thermava, the Thermava or the Ultravera, those machines have a probe. So what it does is, <clears throat> you know, with those probes, you know, you, you could go to any med spa or GYN offices. And then um, those procedures usually are non-invasive, you know, and then there's no downtime. You can even do it for 20 to 30 minutes and then you go back to work. There's no pain. They, they lubricate the handpiece and then they insert it into your vagina. What it does is, you know, some of them has like some of the benefits, it tightens the, vag- the vaginal canal, it boosts blood flow into the clitoris, right? To help you to improve your orgasms. It improves the vaginal dryness and it helps with urinary incontinence. You know, when we cough and then we have that pee sometimes that we pee on ourselves. So yeah. with machines, you know, <laughs> 
I know everybody has that, you know, because when you stress out, you're like, damn, oh my gosh, I just spit on myself again. So yeah. some, of those, <laughs> some of those you could do like the Kigo, you know, while you're driving. Somebody said, while you're sitting under the light, just do 10. Every time you sit in your car under a light, do 10 Kigo exercises to strengthen your pelvic, you know, floor, your pelvic muscles to help with the urinary incontinence. But if you cannot do Kigo, like I mentioned, the O shot, O, you know, the letter O, O shot is very good. That's, that's a PRP procedure that you can do. And then you have the other machines that some of the med spas and the GYN offices has, which has the probes. You can do those. And like mm -hmm. I said, they're pretty harmless. They're non-invasive. There's no pain. It's pretty quick in and out. They usually charge mm -hmm. about the cheapest is 300 to $600 per session. You have to do them every mm -hmm. month for like three months. And then yeah. you could maintain it once, once a year or every six months or something, yeah. you know? I know one popular one that's done quite frequently in some OBGYN offices is the Mona Lisa Touch. And it's, yes. it's basically the same. You do three different treatments on three different occasions. Usually they're, they're months apart. Um, and it does have a really good outcome, especially for women who are much older, they have the vaginal dryness and they can't use hormones. Um, and it's, it's also really good for women who get recurrent vaginal infections as well, too, especially if it's geared towards dryness. Yes, yes, I yeah. agree with you. So with, you know, the one you said, the Mona Lisa Touch, the Termiva, the Termiva or Ultrafem, those are just a brand name. They're the same machines, you know what I mean? Right. So they pretty much do almost the same thing. Some of them have some radio frequency and some of them don't. Some of them has the thermal, like the, you know, the heat, you know, that will help to repair and rebuild the collagen and, and to like the vaginal canal to tighten it up. But with those kind, you know, just don't be afraid. I mean, if you're suffering down there, like I said, you sneeze, you pee on yourself, you need some help. You know what I mean? And then you're not satisfied in the bedroom because you're so dry or you need help with your orgasms. You know, all of us are suffering from one thing or the other. Yeah. So if you go to a med spa or somewhere or GYN that offers that service, just ask. You know, like I said, if you cannot afford it, there's most of these places have care credit or something like that similar to it where you could just make payments. Right. Yep. And just to piggyback on that, you know, a lot of women tend to shy away from talking about these sensitive topics, but that's what we're here for as healthcare providers. And I don't know one healthcare provider that doesn't want to provide a services to help a woman with these situations if they offer it in their office. So, you know, if anything, we're begging you to ask us yes. <laughs> so, so we can provide <laughs> these services. <laughs> so definitely be, be open and honest about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But Leonie, I want to thank you so much for being here to share your expertise. Can you share with our listeners where they can find you? Yes. Um, you could find Lovely for Life and um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Yelp. <laughs> and then also my website is www.lovelyforlife. It's L as in Lisa, O-V-E. L as in Lisa, double E, the number four, life.com. And then my number, if you have any questions and then you're not sure, you know, you're going to a place and then you're not sure if you should, you know, the services that they're offering for your face, you can always call me at 561-800-3500. That's 
800-350-3500. And also when I start doing the derm next month, I'm gonna start doing Teliderm. I'm licensed in the state of Florida. So it doesn't matter where you are in Florida, we can do a 30 minute consultation via, you know, telemedicine, you know, and then to see, you know, what, you know, you know, if you have any questions on your skin and you think you have eczema or acne and you're not sure what to do, you just a phone call away, just let me know and then we can book a consultation. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much again for being here. I've learned a lot. It's been so nice collaborating with you. I know our listeners learn a lot and you will definitely be back so we can have our derm talk because I yeah. think that's a very important subject to, to talk about. So everyone stay tuned. Leona will be back. So yes. this is see you later and not goodbye. <laughs> so much for having me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Alana. Dr. Yes. Battles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you are welcome. You are welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you again for tuning in to the first show of the year. Yay, we are finally back up and running. I hope that you enjoyed Leonie. If you have any questions related to the show or any questions in general, you may reach out to me at drshalanabattle at gmail.com. And also be sure to become part of the eavesdrop community by visiting the website and subscribing to the podcast the website is the eavesdroppodcast.com again the website is the eavesdroppodcast.com also you may want to follow the eavesdrop on ig at the real eavesdrop underscore podcast it is there where you will find out more about upcoming shows and also news on the boutique that will be coming up soon so definitely connect some way stay connected and also share the podcast with others if you know that there are women in need of this information share it share it with all the women that you know your mom your sister your co-worker just share the podcast because this is all valuable information Well, that is all for now. Until the next episode, be well, be whole, and be blessed. Bye.